Hi, this is Lori. And this is Rachel. Welcome to Tales, Tales from, from the Rock Side. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Mom. What's up? Pretty good. You ready to start the grump cast? I didn't ask how you were. <laughs> I said, what's up? What's not, up? Uh, not, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. What's up is I'm pretty good. Okay, thank That's you. what's up. That was beautiful. What's up, all of you that answer is giving me a little, it's like, this feeling is just Oh, yeah, that was so funny when I was small, too. This sun is up. If you can't hear me rolling my eyes, I think you can feel it. I think you can hear those eyeballs rolling. <laughs> that was such a hard eye They were like, all right. Uh, what are I don't know. What, I don't know what we're doing today. So I'm like kind of half asleep still. So I know, I know and it's noon. I know. <laughs> I don't. It's like kind of gray outside, and I'm just not feeling the way. Yeah. So yeah. Who are we talking about? <laughs> well, today I changed who we we're going to talk about. We were going to do, do Joni Mitchell, and Joni Mitchell had a long, big career. Yeah. Wasn't it's also like a little to not today. It's too gray outside to be doing it, Joni Mitchell. I think. I love Joni Mitchell. No, I agree. I don't think my mental state can handle yeah. Journey Mitchell. Today. Exactly, exactly. And I, she might even end up being a couple parter because she she does have a very oh long yeah career for sure. But instead, I'm doing the cheery story. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's not cheery. Good. Of Minnie Riperton. Oh boy. You know who Minnie Riperton is. I know who Minnie Riperton is. Okay, that's good. I was gonna be like, a lot of people don't know who she is anymore. Well, go for it. Give me some. Give me some more fun yeah, facts. I, I've heard of her name, obviously. I, yeah. You know. You know who her daughter is. Um, yes. Okay. Not going to elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> I do know her daughter, but my, I'm so bad with names today. You're forgetting, you're forgetting who her daughter is. Yes, I know her. I could draw you. Maya Rudolph. Yep. Yeah! I was like, want me to draw her face? I can draw your face. Uh, I had to picture the... Yeah. Yeah, so Maya she's Rudolph. better known, I think, as being, you know, Maya Rudolph's mother. Right. Than, you know, for her career itself. So. Right. So we will try to correct that and give you some information Let's go. on Minnie Riperton. Yeah, me and you, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna educate the peeps. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so Minnie Riperton was a really beautiful singer with a five octave range. Wow. Yes. Who died of breast cancer at the extremely young age of thirty-one. Oh, that sucks. Yes. Yes. And my sources are the websites for All Music Soul Soul Walking and Wikipedia, of course. All Music Soul Walking? Those are two different websites. Got it. Yeah. That's why I was confused. <laughs> I was like, All Music Soul Walking? Nope. nope. What, a fun, what, a, what a fun website. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Minnie Julia Ripperton was born on November 8th, 1947. Mm -hmm. And she grew up in Chicago's Bronzeville neighborhood on the south side. Bronzeville. Bronzeville. I like that. Uh, she was the youngest of eight children. Oh boy. Yeah. That's a lot. And her family was a real nurturing musical family. I think that they really encouraged their children with the arts and, mm -hmm. you know, helped uh, uh, helped them whenever they could. You know, I don't, they weren't like a wealthy family, but they yeah, know, put I their mean, resources into their children. Yeah, they were, they were interested in uh, furthering their passions. Yes. You could say. Yes. Um, she started out with doing ballet and modern dance, but her parents noticed like her vocal abilities and her yeah. musical abilities. 
and they encouraged her to pursue that. Aww. Uh, she started training as an opera singer at Chicago's Lincoln Center under Marion Jeffrey. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty dope. Yeah. And Marion Jeffrey strongly pushed her to further study opera at Chicago's Junior Lyric Opera, but she was really starting to get a little more into R&B and soul music and it's, wanted to go into that I would assume that it would be hard to be interested in opera as a general statement. I think, so. I think <laughs> It so. doesn't do it for me. I think it's beautiful. But I think, well, especially if you're in an era where, like, R&B is starting to, like, pump up. It's more fun. Wouldn't you just be like, oh, I just can't, I can't yeah. keep reading Italian and Latin and, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, obviously there are some people that are drawn to oh, it. Oh, for sure. And I'm, I'm not but, discrediting that at yeah. all. But, like, personally, I can see being like, I just can't do that anymore. Especially if you're, like, a young person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, well, and also you think about, like, you know, like, during what would be considered the heyday of opera, which is probably sometime in the 1700s, yeah. like, there wasn't other music around right. to pursue. That probably was super exciting. Yeah, yeah, so everybody kind of wants to gravitate but if we're talking the most, yeah. you know, currently most popular. But if we're talking is. 50s. This is, Ever, yeah. Yeah, this would yeah. be, a, like, around the mid-50s. Yeah. She yeah. was probably like, oh, man, our being soul is yeah. so cool. Because it's, yeah. it is, it, I mean, it is cool still. Absolutely. But it was super cool back then. Absolutely. I mean, this is the late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, exactly. Where, you know, like, a lot of vocal groups are starting. starting yeah, you were hitting that, like, real fun mm-hmm. uh, stride. Yeah. Um, she had... After she graduated from high school, she had enrolled in Loop College, but she dropped out to pursue her musical career. Common. But when she was still 15, she joined a group called The Gems. That's a cute name. Yeah. That was in around 62, 63, mm-hmm. so obviously girl groups were really, really starting to get big then. Yeah. yeah. And she, this was a really good experience for her because she was able to do some live uh performances with the group and she was able to go into the studio and learn how to be you know how to record in the studio probably make some contacts as well which is good yeah exactly but they they themselves as a group weren't terribly successful Mm -hmm. but they did end up doing a lot of session work yeah and they ended up providing vocals on the 1965 Fontella bass hit "Rescue Me." I'm sure you've heard. That I've probably song. heard it. It's not. I don't recognize it. Yeah. Just from you I know. I mean, it's been in a bazillion commercials. Yeah. So yeah, if you heard it, you'd be like, "Oh, that's from the like diabetes medicine commercial <laughs> or whatever." You know. Yeah. yeah it's, it's uh, just hearing the name doesn't yeah. spark anything, but you know. Yeah. Um. The, the group itself, The Gems, they had a few kind of local hits, and they also released some songs under other names, but they, nothing that really was big. Mm-hmm. Let me slap you. You're I real really, sleepy. I, like, yeah. I can slap you around a little bit. No, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. You never take me up on that offer. I know. It's because I don't want to get smacked. <laughs> but it'll wake you up. You know, so will a strong cup of coffee. That's true. And I feel like I might just make another cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, that, that would always be an option. Yeah. Um, while she was with the group, she met uh, the guy that was kind of her mentor that, like, encouraged her to keep at it and stuff. Mm-hmm. His name was Billy Davis. Mm-hmm. And he wrote her a couple songs called Lonely Girl and You Give Me Soul. And both of those songs had some minor play, mm-hmm. you know, in the area, but nothing outside that. But she also recorded those under the name Andrea Davis because it was kind of like, I guess she wanted to, like, have a name that honored him because he was helping her out at the time. That's sweet. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. 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 Um, In 1967, she also met songwriter and producer Richard Rudolph. Okay. Uh, About how old is she at this point? Um, In 67, she would have been about 20. Okay. 
that's what I thought. Yeah. I just wanted to get an, uh, an idea. And she ended up marrying Richard Rudolph well, in yeah. August of 1970. I'm aware of that. They had two children. Yep. They had a son named Mark in 68 who became a music engineer. Oh, I didn't know that. And they had a daughter in 72 named Maya. Yep. Maya Rudolph is awesome. Yes. Who is an actress and... Comedian. Comedian. Yeah. And, you know, she's, I mean, we all know who Maya she's Rudolph awesome. is. She's awesome. She's really mean, great. If you don't know who Maya Rudolph is, you're probably so interested in pop culture that you're not listening to this podcast anyway. Yeah. So... Or, I mean, she also... It's also very possible that she's um, not as big overseas. But I don't know. Possible. But, I mean, she was, like, you know, the, no, the I know. other lead in Bridesmaids. She was the was other lead in Bridesmaids. Hit. She was in SNL. She was on, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to read her book. Apparently it's really good. I'll bet that is good. I heard it's good. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called, but I saw it, uh, like, pop up on, like, a recommendations the other day. Yeah. And I heard it's really good. Yeah, fun. I really like Maya Rudolph. I like really, I do, too. She's really yeah. fun. Yeah. She's very funny. She is. She is. Yeah. And she can sing, too. Oh, hell she yeah. She can't sing like a mom could. Well. But, you know, she didn't have that She's She's either, still so. got the, yeah, but she's still got a, a. She's got a good voice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you grew up in a music family, I feel like. Yeah. But then I am the oddball out that didn't get any music talent, yeah, so. Yeah, just never know. <laughs> Who knows where it's going to hit. It's weird. <laughs> um, in 1968, she became the lead vocalist for a psychedelic soul band called Rotary Connection. Good name. Yeah. And they were created by Marshall Chess, who was the son of Leonard Chess, who founded Chess Records. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Rotary Ch- Rotary Connection. I'm going to say Chess Rotary action. Chess. <laughs> Rotary Connection consisted of Minnie Riperton, uh, Marshall Chess, Judy Howe, Sydney Barnes and Charles Stephanie. And they released their self-titled debut album in 1967. Uh-huh. And then they eventually released five more albums. Jesus. Yeah. 68, they released Aladdin. There was a Christmas album called Peace Songs. Uh-huh. And in 70, they released Dinner Music and Hey Love. That's cool. It sounds like a lot of ladies in that band, too. Yeah. Just from the names, which yeah. is quite fun. They had two singles, uh, Amen and Lady Jane, both got some airplay locally, but again, never really broke through. Nothing huge, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is kind of the story of all of her early career. She's doing a lot of this stuff, and nothing's really kind of yeah. clicking. When she was with Rodeo Connection, she also made her first solo album in 1970 called Come to My Garden. Is that the one with the photo? It's like the promotional shot that she's in, like, overalls? No. Okay. That's Perfect Angel. That's Perfect Angel, okay. Come to the garden, she's basically standing in a white dress in a garden. I wasn't sure where that was in terms. Yeah. Okay, never mind, continue. Um, This album was produced and arranged by Charles Stephanie, Mm -hmm. who was in Rotary Connection. And most of the songs were written by him and Richard Rudolph. Richard Rudolph was involved in Minnie's whole career. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Um, Either as a producer or a songwriter, arranger, whatever. Yeah. You know, but yeah, they were, their career, like her career was his career too. Aw. You know, and, uh, and they were, they had a really good relationship. Yeah. And, you know, we all, Minnie was black. Yeah. And Richard was white and they got a lot of crap for that over the years, but they really, they just kind of were like, Whatever yeah. your opinion is, doesn't matter. We're rising above it. Yeah, they you know, they were they they you know. really they had such a love connection. It's really really beautiful. That's really sweet. Um. Anyway, this album, uh, "Come to My Garden," was sorry. I'm turning my head. <laughs> this, you look like you're gonna sneeze. <laughs> this album was uh, like the stuff she was doing with Rotary Connection was a little more like it was psychedelic rock, basically. Right. You know, a little funky. 
probably like a little fly in the stone, fly in the family stone kind of. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, no. fly in the family you. stone kind of thing. <laughs> fly in the stone. Fly in the stone. Uh, my pitch to Disney. <laughs> fly in the stone. Yeah, it's like Cooper though. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it made sense. No, it doesn't. Um, but this album was a little more jazz pop with, with some orchestration to it. Jazz pop. Yeah. Yeah. And it it truly wasn't, it wasn't cons- commercially successful when it came out, mm-hmm. but it's really kind of, it's grown in reputation. Uh, a lot of music critics say it's a really good album and it has a song from it called Le Fleur. Is that the flower in French? Yes. That's what I thought. And it has been highlighted. It was in Jordan Peele's Us. Oh! The end credit song. I didn't realize that that was that song. Yes. And it's also in the Microsoft Surface commercial. Where it's the guy is like talking about how his the Surface helps him with his art. And he's like drawing flowers. And he's oh, got like yeah. slow-mos of the flowers opening that's and stuff. Cool, that's a it's cool that commercial. commercial. If anyone's, it is a good commercial. Yeah, if anyone wants to get me, I don't know, a present... Go ahead and grab me that Microsoft <laughs> Oh, sure. No problem. Not you. I'm talking followers. Oh, yeah. That, no, no problem. All of I our, don't our know. vast amount of followers. Maybe one of them do. is a eccentric millionaire. Oh, maybe. In that case, what do you want? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I really wouldn't know. Okay. Let's see. I could well, think of car. <laughs> yeah, think about it. And, you know. Yeah, if any of our eccentric I mean, millionaire followers want to send us shit, go for it. Expensive gifts, then. Yeah, I'm not saying car. it was cheap. That's why I said eccentric millionaire. <laughs> if you're feeling like giving back to the community, we're two people in a community. A community of two people. Me <laughs> too. So back to the story. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's a cool commercial though. I will. I it will, is. It, it is, is a very a really cool. cool it's a very cool commercial. Yeah, and it's a beautiful song. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a just a. It's a neat. Mm-hmm. It's a well done commercial. Yep. Good job, Microsoft. Yep. That means they got the cash to do it. So. True. <laughs> anyway, uh, with the breakup of Rotary, Rotary Connection and her solo album really didn't take off, so she decided to concentrate on raising her children. Yeah. Um, who were very young at the time. I was gonna say they probably were pretty young. How, yes. Do you know how far apart they are in age? Um, I had written that down on the paper that I threw on the floor. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I think three years? Okay, just curious. Yeah. Because it said Maya was born in 72 and uh, Mark was born in like 68 or 69. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah. So, the average, About three that, years. Yeah, I was yeah. just, I, that was more of a, huh, I wonder how long, far apart they are. That yeah. was just a, you know. Um, her and uh, Richard had settled into Gainesville, Florida, and she Aww. was just kind of, you know. Hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Being a mom, raising her kids, being yeah. a housewife, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know. Um, in 73, there was a college intern working for Epic Records, and he heard a demo of the song Seeing You This Way. Mm-hmm. And he took that tape to Don Ellis, who was the VP of Artists and Repertoire, or Artists and, I don't know what A&R stands for. I have no idea. Artists and something. Artists, um, artists, or epic record. Artists recording, artists. artists, artists and, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Artists and... Somebody can tell us. I don't know. Um, she signed with Epic Records, mm-hmm. and the family moved to Los Angeles. Ooh. Yeah. In California, she began working with Stevie Wonder's backing group, Wonder Love. Oh, that's cool. And she sang on his album, Fulfillingness First Finale. Oof, a tongue twister. It's a tongue twister. It's a good Stevie album, though. I mean, Stevie Wonder. God, I mean, he'll be like a multi-part when we get to him. Yeah, I was going to say. Amazing. I'm going to have to cough. Excuse me. I was going to say, your eyes are watering really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was like, are you okay? Because your eyes started, like, watering. I was like, she's gonna sneeze. No, tickle, tickle happened for real. I hate that. Okay, so Stevie became the co-producer on the album titled Mini. Mm-hmm. No, no, not the album titled Mini, which is later. The album <laughs> that she was working on, sorry, I can't read my own handwriting. I was gonna say. Um, that she was working on with, and he, co- he co-produced it with Richard, calling it Scorbu Productions. Scorbu. And they, they call themselves that. I, uh, Stevie had said he was a little worried with his contract with Motown, that he might not be able to do work for another studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so they, they called him, like, they gave him a pseudonym. Yeah. Scorbu. Totally normal name. <laughs> Scorbu. I'm assuming they came up with some kind of portmanteau or something. I guess like, so. You no, know, I don't really I, get I it. I just but... like that they're like, oh, we need to come up with a fake name. Scorbu! It's like... <laughs> yeah, because it's not even like it's a backwards word, because that would be... Well, it's not rocks. a name! Just fucking do something that's like, abrox, is that what you said? Abrox. Abrox. Nice. Abrox. Just do something that's like boring so no one will notice it yeah not scorbu yeah come on guys uh this album was called perfect angel and it's the one uh, that she's got the overall this is the overall holding the, ice, holding cream the ice cream yeah. i've seen this image yeah uh my rudolph has also cr- recreated it and it's a very oh, cute photo cute. shoot i'll see I if i can i'll find it oh, yeah i wanted I'll... to pull something up later too yeah i'll find it it's very very cute um it. it's very cute very sweet i think she did it for when you remember when snl was doing those uh they would have the portraits at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I think that's when she did it. Okay. It's super fucking cute. Yeah, that is cute. Would highly recommend. I'll probably put that up on the Instagram because it's a very, very cute picture. Yeah. Um, this, this, like I said, this album was called Perfect Angel. It became the album that really made Minnie a star, gave her the biggest, her biggest hit. Mm-hmm. The album sales started out slow, and the first three singles, they really didn't make an impact. The singles were the song Reasons, Take a Little Trip, which was written by Stevie Wonder, and seeing you this way. Yeah. Oh, how cute. It's not cute. It's it is. Cute. It was for one of the SNL title cards. It, it looks like it might have been for one of the, when she hosted. Is that it? It might have been. I don't I remember. Because that's what the look of the kind It might have been. Yeah, yeah. it might have been when she hosted. I don't remember. But I know that it was for SNL, like one of their things. Yeah. It's a very, very cute image. I would highly recommend looking it up. Or you can look at it on our Instagram. Yes. Absolutely. I will definitely post it because it's very cute. Um, so Epic was ready to just move on. Let's go to the next record. This one didn't do anything. Right. And But Richard conv- convinced them to release another single, mm-hmm. Loving You. Ah. And uh, that went to number one on the charts in April 1975. Yeah. If you've heard it, you know it's memorable. Everyone's heard this song. Yes. It's a very memorable song. Um, she, like, in that, like, at the... One part of it, she hits what they call the high whistle register. It's insane. Yeah, it almost doesn't even sound human. It's, it's no, so it's almost it's like almost like you could say you would think it would like be a synth, and it's totally not. It's her actual it's, voice. Yeah, it's, it's her really singing. interesting. It's like um, Mariah Carey twenty years ago. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Mariah. I mean, I mean, yeah, but she's still trying. So. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying sometimes it's, got, it's time to give up the ghost. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, sorry. There you it go. was co-written by Minnie and Richard, and Minnie had said that the melody was originally written for Maya. Oh, okay. As kind of like a distraction or a lullaby for her. Aww. And in the album version of it... That's gonna make me cry. In the album version of it, uh, as it trails off, you can hear her singing Maya, Maya, Maya. I will cry on this podcast. (laughs) And then towards the end of her life, when she would perform it in concert, she'd sing Maya Maya, and then she'd sing Ringo, because that was her nickname for Mark. 
Aww. So she was like thinking of kids' names at the end of That's it. So sweet. I know. It's I will cry for five hours straight. <laughs> we might cry when we get to the end of this. Oh, this is no. a festival morning. <laughs> I cry all the time and I'm already feeling like it's kind of a down day. Yeah. And like I was like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna like f- like have like an emotional day. Yeah. And then you were like, we have to record the podcast. And I was like, cool, great. I guess I'm not gonna watch the Judy Girl documentary that makes me cry <laughs> until later. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm we might have to go get some consoling snacks. Oh, I'm okay with that because I feel like my heart. I was like, oh, I'm gonna just like put on my favorite like go to cry thing, yeah. which is a Judy Garland documentary because I'm me. Yeah. Uh, or like the first 15 minutes of Up. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to snuggle in bed and just, like, have a good cry. And now I'm feeling like I might do it on a podcast. <laughs> you might. Yay. We'll keep going. We'll Great. Cool. Um, <laughs> Love it. I hope you all already just start hearing some, <laughs> some ladies crying. <laughs> uh, the single sold more than a million copies, and it was awarded a gold disc, and the album also went gold. Oh, cool. And she started being referred to as the lady with the high voice and flowers in her hair. Why did it do that? Oh, it's just trying to update, but it can't because we're in the middle of something. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. Um, the next, the lady with the flowers in her hair, her hair is that what they call it? They call her uh, the lady with the high voice and the flowers. High in her hair. That's really cute. Yeah. That's adorable. I. That's like goals. What a good nickname. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. like it's like cute and badass. Yeah, and they, she was also referred to as like like uh the queen of the high whistle. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mariah would never. I mean, I think that was more people that were like in music probably because nobody else would well yeah exactly whistle, but, yeah. well yeah i mean it's not sorry yeah. i didn't mean to whistle when i said hi whistle hi whistle. Whistle. I, I like just blew into the mic you did because that you can whistle i can whistle i just for some reason when i tried to do it just then it's because i've been like kind of giggling oh. I, my mouth was like and you're done yeah. <laughs> no i can whistle emily can't yeah yeah your sister can't <laughs> Anyway, the next album was called Adventures in Paradise, and it was came out in 1975. Cool. It was produced by Minnie Richard and Stuart Levin. She's got, like, a really tight group. Mm-hmm. That, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Yep. The cover of this album shows Minnie sitting in a velvet chair with a lion sitting beside her. Oh, yeah. I've seen this picture, too. But when they shot the cover, uh-huh. the first lion attacked her. Oh, fun. And there's video of it. <gasps> Is there really? Yeah, that's what I was going to show you. Jesus Christ. You want me to do a live reaction on the fucking video of this woman getting attacked by a lion? What is this? <laughs> I'm scared. Should I be scared? Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Oh, God. Everything's interrupting. Oh, God. I understand. She showed this video herself when she was, like, on a... Oh, okay. Well, at least, at least she was, like... Oh, my God! It like told. Oh my god! The guy- <laughs> I know they come back. They come back to a shot of Sammy Davis Jr. That's fucking who was funny. Just, he he shook. was a TV show. She's he giggling. Was on. She's like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was it's wild. Over by then. But yeah, like this video. That shows, was wild. She showed it when she was on. I don't remember what. what Whatever. Some, talk, some show. talk show. And uh, that and was Sammy Davis Jr. And they come back to a shot of him. He's just shook. shook. He's I'm just right like, there with what? him. It's crazy. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. And it, the light. It looked like the lion tried to like it like it like sniffed her and then it was yeah. like. Oh, I don't like you. How? Yeah, and it just and it just like jumped on it her. It kind of jumped on it. This tried to get to her head. I, I'm going to tell you right now. This is one of my triggering fears. <laughs> You're scared of lions jumping on you? No, I have seen so many videos of people that are like 
take a picture with this quote-unquote tame wild oh, animal. Oh, I don't do that bullshit. I would never. No. I would never. And then it just, I mean, you know, if you want to take a picture with a koala bear, that's fine. Well, yeah. But, you know. I'm not taking a picture with a lion. I'm not taking a picture with a lion. I'm not taking a picture with a bear. I'm not taking a picture with a tiger. I'm, I'm not, not taking a picture with a Lion, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Oh, my. my. Because I, I have seen too many videos oh, yeah, no, of I'm that not crap in, I'm happening. Not, that's like a really, I'm going to tell you right now, though, that's really an irrational fear. I know you, well, you can say no to that. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's why I'm like, I you can, don't you can live be like, in terror of it. Well, okay, I got you now. I don't live in terror I'm of horrified it. by lions. But, but anytime you see those, you know, oh, look. look oh, no, pose. I don't. Like, you go no, to no, Las no, Vegas no. and they're like, pose with one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers. And I was like, hey, did you see what they did? No. No, are you kidding me? doing that. Siegfried and or Roy has a fucked up hand yeah. now. And Roy, Which one? Who was I in contact? Uh, Roy? Oh, I Roy. <laughs> anyway, um, I like Siegfried and or <laughs> and or Roy. And there's a video out there of some lady newscaster. I that was seen like, that video. Seventies, yes. And and like there's a bear, yeah, with a bear trainer, yeah. you know. And he's like, oh, just take this photo. And she sits down in this like high stool, yeah. And the bear just turns around and just, just whacks her. Yeah, yeah. And I'm totally like, wails on no, her. No, it's not. Do you remember that Simpsons episode? No. <laughs> Do you remember that Simpsons episode? Not the Siegfried and Roy one. But that's a really funny Simpsons yes. episode, too. There's one where it's like a TV... I'm sorry, my ear is so itchy. <laughs> There's one where it's like they're doing a TV show, and it's a... They call him, like, Soft Bear or some shit. And he has, like, a microphone attached to his head. He's a bear. Yeah. And he's going up to the audience, and... Oh, God, I don't remember what it's called. But they're, like... They're, like, trying to... It's like a therapist bear. It's almost like an early, like, a Dr. Phil joke, yeah. but it's before Dr. Phil. Because this was more, this would be the time of like the Rosie O'Donnell show and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but he goes up and like he's, she's like, I have to complain about something like this woman, and then he fully just attacks her, <laughs> and then they're like, please stand by, technical difficulties. It's so fucking funny. There's somebody at the Simpsons that has the same fear because I know. they also did the Siegfried and Roy. They did the thing. Siegfried and Roy thing too. So there's somebody yeah. in the Simpsons who has the same fear as me, which is getting stuck in a tube slide. Yes. And somebody on well, it. No, no, no. Wait a minute. You have no, that fear because of the Simpsons. That's <laughs> totally different. That's actually true. That's totally different. I'm going to say the uh, animatronics, though. That is somebody at Simpsons is also scared of animatronics. Because yeah. I had that before at the Simpsons. Did you? Yes. Alright. Maybe not. I don't think so. <laughs> How old was I when I got the, the oh, Christmas tree? Oh, no, no. You had that fear before. Yeah. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because I got the Christmas... Okay, I had a singing Christmas tree. This is sidetrack of all sidetracks, yes. but here we are. So, I had a singing Christmas tree, like one of those animatronic ones, like the little ones. You were supposed to, like, tie it into your tree. Yeah, it I, was like it was like it a was, Christmas tree it was like a face. with a face on yeah. it. Yeah, and it was like the fish things that you know. Yeah, the face it's would like move a singing sing. fish. But you would but actually it was a Christmas tree. you're supposed to actually tie it into your tree, so it looks like your entire tree. This is like the '90s. I don't know. Don't yeah, ask questions. I can't. I can't. I can't explain it. Yeah. So we had one. No, someone gave us one. Yeah. 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 Kirk gave us one. Yeah. So we got one. No, in. no. We no. What it really happened? What really? I need. To, all I remember like, is being horrified. Yeah. I, me and you had been out shopping at Christmas time, and uh-huh. we walked into a Christmas, one of those Christmas pop-up stores. Oh, okay. And we're walking around, and they had one atta- attached to the tree. And, like, we're walking around, and I'm holding you, because you were little. I mean, I know I was tiny. And, and, uh, because you were, like, maybe a year and a half. I was, like, holding you up on my right. arm, you know. And we walked past this, and you kind of, like, jerked back, and I was like, what is it? And, and, you know, and, you know, you said something about the 
the tree. Face. I went. What the and fuck I, was, is I looked over it and I was like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. And I just we just went on. Yeah. Like, it was no big deal. But I mentioned to your dad that that you didn't like it. Yeah. And then he mentioned it to Kurt. So Kurt said, oh, this will be really funny. I'll get it for her. I wish I could tell him <laughs> that he traumatized me for life. I mean, we didn't put it up. No, or I know. We knew you. Hated I know. It. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's since passed. But I really do wish I could just be like, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Maybe not a good idea for a one year old. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, back to the anyway. Story. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, look up that video too, because it's, it's freaking wild. It's really scary. And while you're at it, you might as well look up the Sing Street Different Boy video. Whatever. What else are you doing? I mean. Um, this album was a pretty modest, modest success. Um, it, the lead single was called Inside My Love. Cute. And it was kind of a minor hit, but some of the radio stations refused to play it, which kind of hindered its sales. Why they refused to play it? Because it had a couple lyrics like, will you come inside me? Oh. And do you want to ride inside my love? Nice. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. And the thing that I That's find... That's actually a really cute way of saying it. Well, the thing that I find... I mean, the come inside um, me, maybe not, but the yeah. right inside my love is kind of hot. Well, the, the thing that I find... Um, well, I've tried to say that three times now. That I find a little... Um, <laughs> hypocritical. Hypocritical, there's the word. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Is that, like, this is, like, 1975, yeah. right? And just a couple years before that, like, Lou Reed had a song that was all over the radio mm-hmm. called... Uh, take a walk on the wild side where he sings about giving head. Oh, I know. And other things. I know. And that was like okay. That song was played all the time That's on the radio. That's because it was about nails. Well, it was it was a guy, and it was it was, a, it was like a rock song. Yeah. And this is like a softer R and B, and it's a woman. Not only and a woman. It's he's a, white, and she's. Yeah, black. I was gonna say it's a black woman too. And because yeah, there was a like, because she can't own yeah. her own sexuality. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There's been a he's whole thing. He's welcome to sing about whatever he wants to. And I'm not right. dissing Lou Reed in no, any way. No, Lou Reed. It, this wasn't his fault. No, no, no. I mean, he wasn't the one that yeah. was like she can't play that. that Lou exactly. Reed had nothing to do with this. Exactly. And this wasn't like it was super explicit. <laughs> no, know? that's kind of cute. I like the way yeah. he, you know. Yeah. Maybe the comment side is a little rough. But it's not. Yeah, but I mean, she's not you know, saying something grosser, which I'm not gonna say out loud. When you guys, <laughs> when you guys were kids, the big one of the big hits on the radio was "Genie in a Bottle," oh, and yeah. you guys loved it. That and, song was you good. Know, she's singing "Gotta Rub Me the Right Way," and we were just like, they don't know what they're, you know, nope. they, it didn't. I literally didn't, pictured a it genie wasn't in a, a bottle. sexual thing to a child. Nope, I literally pictured an actual genie yes. in a bottle. Yes. Because like Aladdin was around the same time, so exactly, it was just. Robin Williams, the genie yeah. in a bottle. Yeah. And I had to, like, pat it. Yeah. Now, I did try to convince you that Hot and Here lyrics were... Didn't work. Take off all your coats. But didn't work. You didn't, you didn't buy that it one. It didn't work. You guys were slightly older then, too. Though. But, yeah, we were a little older by that one, because yeah. that was, like, 2000-something yeah. or other. Which yeah. means I would have been at least eight or some shit when yeah. that came out. Yeah. So... Okay, so, like I said, that kind of hindered the success of, of the song. stupid. She says, like, two dirty lines, I and know. even the one isn't that dirty. I know. Um, it was around that time that she discovered she had breast cancer. Ugh. At the time of her diagnosis, they told her that it had already spread to the lymphatic system and she was given six months to live. Jesus. Um, she, That's really yeah, quick. She did, she did live about three years longer, but she, yeah. But it, still. Still, yeah. That's crazy that it... And I think that was just, a lot of it was just her, you know, I mean, she had a really strong character. She yeah. had a real strong will. Well, yeah, and she was what twenty something at this point. Um, 30, she would maybe? have been uh pro 
probably about 26, 27. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with really two really tiny babies yes. and like the love of her life. Yeah. That really fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, she revealed on the Tonight Show in August 24th, 1976, that she had undergone a mastectomy due to yes. breast cancer. Oh, for sure. Oh, um, no. Listen, if if it's going to save your life, do oh, what you got to fucking do. Absolutely. But, you know, and she, but she was just like, she was determined to continue doing the work that she loved. She was yeah. kind of determined to continue being a singer. And record and, you know, raise her children, yeah. you know. Um, her next album was called Stay in Love, and it was released in 1977, and it featured another collaboration with Stevie Wonder with the song Stick Together. Aww. And this album was less soul music and more upbeat, more disco. It was oh, very fun. much the, the times, you right. know, everybody was doing a disco album. Oh, well, yeah. Um, this featured the song Young, Willing, and Able, mm-hmm. and that's a really fun I've song. I've heard that one. It's a real fun, upbeat yeah. jam. Uh, this was her last record for Ep- for Epic, mm-hmm. and in 1978, she moved to Capitol Records. And I oh, think okay. it was just one of those things where, it, this often happens, especially in those days in the music industry, that uh, an al- a label would would hind somebody, oh, yeah. put a lot of effort into them, and then kind of stop really backing them, you know? Right. Stop putting the money and promotion into them. So a lot of artists would be like, okay, well, I'm going to move to another well, yeah. label that might, you know, be a little more supportive. That would also be around the time when people, like a lot of artists were starting their own labels because yeah. of that. Yeah. Because of yeah. being like, okay, we're being pushed out the door. Yeah. It was a super common thing yeah. to happen. Yeah. Um, in April 1979, she released her fifth and final album, Mini. During the recording of the album, her cancer had progressed to the point where she was in a lot of pain, mm. and she sadly passed away two months before it was released. Oh, that sucks. Uh, musically, the album is a lot more in the back to the, you know, soul R and B. Soul R and B, yeah. yeah. And the big song from that was called Memory Lane. Oh. She had continued touring in '77 and '78, and she became the national spokeswoman for the American Cancer Society's '78 '79 campaign. Which was lobbying for early detection screening. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Very badass. That's very like, I've been given this fucking wild card of bullshit. Yes. Let me try and let me do try, something with let it. Let me try to do yeah, what I can do. For sure. Um, extreme lymphedema immobilized her right arm in 1979. And her final appearances on TV, and it's most notably on the Mike Douglas show, her right arm is in this really fixed position. I'm or, sure it was very uncomfortable. Yes. Um, your lymph nodes, I know there's some in your armpit, mm-hmm. and that's actually, if you're doing, this is just a, a, just let me tell you, for ladies and men out there, men can get breast cancer mm-hmm. as well, yep. but when you're checking uh, for bumps and lumps and all that stuff, check your armpits as well, because they can be up there, and uh, that is, it, your breast tissue is all the actual breast and also up into your armpit. So yep. check that as well. That's all I'm saying. Good advice. Thank you. Um, on Thursday, July 12th at 10 a.m., while lying in her husband's arm, she passed away. <sighs> her epitaph is the opening line of her most famous song, mm-hmm. Loving You Is Easy Because You're Beautiful. I know. I'm going to cry. Was uh, was she at home when she passed or was I she? I think so. Okay. That's good. That's a good... Uh, for the person who's passing, yep. as long as they're comfortable. Yep. I think that's really good. Yep. Ooh, that's going to make me cry. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Uh, a final tribute album was compiled by Richard called Love Lives Forever. Oh, no. Now I'm going to cry. I know. 
and it they took a lot of unreleased tracks that she had and then a lot of people contributed to them That's came really out and sweet. Them. and some of the people were Peebo Bryson, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder. I figured Stevie Wonder would cuz yes. he cuz he was close he to was her. close to yeah. her. They did a lot of stuff together yes. and it seemed like, you know, they wanted to continue working together so they obviously were friendly. Yep. You know. Yep. Ugh. Um, her influence, you know, it still continues to this day. Oh, um, yeah. Most notably with, you know, vocalists coming up who are very interested in, like, stretching their range and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going to, like, gravitate towards her songs because a lot of her songs had that high whistle in them. Oh, for They're, sure. You know. it's a It would be a good way to, like, practice and stretch your yes. vocal cords and, and you know. Yeah. And Jesus, she said you said five octaves. Yeah, yeah. You're getting the whole gambit if yeah. you're trying to sing. Yeah, you know? I mean, obviously her her influence on Mariah Carey. Oh, obviously. You know, and Mariah Carey fully acknowledges yes. that. Totally. It, it's so clear. Yeah. Um. Also, was... good on you, Mariah. Fucking giving credit where credit is due, yep. saying this was my inspiration. Good job, sis. Yeah. Also. Everybody should watch the MTV Cribs episode with Mariah Carey because it's fucking wild and hilarious. <laughs> and people think that it's like, they're like, she's just a ditz. And I'm like, she's playing a character. It's fucking yeah. great yeah. and everybody needs to see it. Anyway, continue. Um, there was a singer named Julia Fordham who wrote a song called Roadside Angel, which was like a biographical tribute to Minnie. Aww. And there's another singer who references Minnie in a song called Blow Away. Mm-hmm. And that's Kate Bush. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought and, that was a reference yeah, to Minnie. Blow Away is a song about like like different artists who have passed away. Yeah. And in the chorus, she sings Hello, Minnie. Yeah. Mooney, Vicious, and you know, goes on. That's like, what I thought. A bunch of that's what I thought. People who have passed away that were influential. Yeah. On her. And I think Minnie was obviously, in in terms of not musically so much, but in terms of stretching your vocal, was oh, influential for sure. on her. too. I mean, Jesus you Christ. Know. Um, and that's really where I started listening to Minnie Riperton was Kate. through that reference. Yeah. And it was just like, because like everybody she references, like, I know their music, but I don't really know Minnie Riperton other right. than, of course, Loving You. Yeah. So. For me, because I watched so much SNL, mm-hmm. right? Maya Rudolph was, when I was watching SNL constantly, that's when Maya Rudolph was on SNL. Yeah. Because I, I had friends that were into comedy and, you know. Yeah. So we were all watching those seasons of SNL and it wasn't until like either one of my friends or one of my friend's parents or something said like oh did you know that her mom was famous as well and that's kind of when I started hearing about Minnie yeah more and then there was meme obviously because I'm in my 20s (laughs) and uh uh loving you was a part of a meme for a while and I remember really uh, yeah it was a cute it was a silly meme uh but yeah it's so it's like one of those things, it was always, like, when I heard about her, it was more like, oh, here's my, you already like my Rudolph, so here's some information about her mom. Yeah. Uh, just because of the age I am. Yeah. But it's really fun. Yeah. I mean, I remember as a kid, like, loving you being on the radio constantly. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Constantly when I was, like, eight. Yeah. Know. Yeah. For, like I said, for me, hearing loving you, it wasn't, like, the first time I heard it, it was, like, a me. Yeah. You know, uh, and then like around this, it was probably around the same year that was when I was watching SNL and then all that kind of fell into the same yeah time frame. Yeah. But still, I, I mean, I don't listen to music that often anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we had a little bit of a conversation about this earlier. 
uh, yesterday. Yeah, it's the time, the yeah. time to listen, and also like we listen to a lot of podcasts. And I listen to a lot, a lot of podcasts. I I'm usually doing if I'm doing anything like visual, the references that I have out are visual, yeah. not musical yeah. anymore. Um, yeah. Just because only, I do artwork, like, there's so much media listen, to consume. <laughs> I've only got so many hours in the day. I know, and like, it's like oh, they just released the the next season of The Crown on Netflix. I know they I did. I have not watched it yet, and I really need to. I know because people are saying it. it's really good. I love the first. I know, they were amazing. They Netflix just put out this show called Two. Well, it was like two sentence horror stories, and I was gonna put it on, and then my fucking Netflix wouldn't work, and I was like, okay, oh. I don't and know. I what's just going watched on. the the season finale of uh, Great British Bake Off too, and yeah. that was another one I was watching it every single time it came out. And I know. I, I didn't watch the finale, and then finally last night I was like, oh, I should put that on. I was behind on Rick and Morty for, and I love Rick and Morty. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the fan base because they can suck my fucking asshole. Anyway. But I love Rick and Morty and I was super behind. Like the new season had started and like my friend was telling me about it. And I was like, yeah, I haven't watched any of the episodes yet. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, yeah, I know. I just need to, I need, so I caught up on that too. But I'm like, ugh. Yeah. There's two, I don't have that many hours in the day to be doing shit, like watching TV all day. Yeah. I wish I did. Yeah. But I don't. There's too much TV, and now I'm trying to keep up on The Mandalorian, because we got Disney+, Plus, yep. and it's really good, and it's so cute. <laughs> I want to just, like, maybe, I'm just going to throw a spoiler real quick. Spoiler alert, Mandalorian. Oh my god, the baby Yoda is the fucking cutest thing in the whole entire world, and everybody needs to see how cute it is. I don't care if you watch, you don't have to watch Disney+, Plus. just type in baby Yoda. I did say something the other day where somebody was saying that it can't be Yoda. I didn't think so. Because if it's 50 years old, then Yoda hasn't died by yeah, the time Yeah, he hasn't died born. when it was born. Yeah. That's what I was trying to figure out the math of yeah. the other day. Yeah, somebody. And somebody let me tell you right now, something. it takes me a long time to do math. So <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to figure that out the other day. But I, they haven't given it a name or anything yet. So baby yeah. Yoda is just the best. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's me smacking my leg. No, I, I just got a message. Anyway. Oh. Um, so how are you feeling now? Are you feeling I'm crushed? A, I'm a little sad and I want so more coffee. Crushed. That really fucking sucks. I, you know, it's... Did, uh, did he ever remarry or anything or was... I don't know. No. I don't know. I, I was, I was just curious. That. Yeah. I that makes, that I, really breaks my heart. I know that the things that I, like, times I've seen interviews with Maya Rudolph where they've talked about her mom, mm-hmm. she has, like... Obviously, it was a tragic thing that happened at her. Oh my god, and she was her. young. But she she's also talked about um like just what a good mom she was. Yeah, and, and what a happy 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 childhood. She yeah, had. she's got all these like you really know? lovely memories. Yeah, yeah, like her parents had a very loving supportive yeah. relationship, and her mom spent a lot of time with them, and um so yeah yeah she she doesn't look back on. You know, she has. She doesn't have like a sad. I mean, she's still sad about it. Obviously, there's going to be a sadness with it. But either she's got so many good memories with it, which is really nice. She can look back on on the good times too, which is really good. I know her dad goes to every premiere with her. Yeah, like he is behind her a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, very very cool. Uh, I think like when the first time she hosted SNL, he was in the audience. If I remember correctly. Which is very sweet. Yeah. Uh, and it's just something that you're just like, oh, really? Like, a, they have a very good 
familial yes. connection. Like, I've seen her brother in stuff, too, just, yeah. like, with her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're obviously a very close-knit family. Yeah. It's very sweet. Yeah. Okay, now I'm <sighs> sad. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. It's making me sad. I know. The graves... The, not the gravestone, but the, the... That hurts. The epitaph. The epitaph. Yeah. That hurts. But the... Uh, the name of the... Uh, like, honorable... What's it called? The memorial record. Oh, yeah. That yeah. hurts more. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest with myself. Yeah. That one really breaks my heart. Yeah. So now I'm sad. Thanks. Okay. Great. Well, yeah. I hope you're just, sad too, but just something cheery. You know, yeah. listen to her music. Her music is very. Oh, yeah positive it's and life-affirming. It's, it's not it's depressing. Not, yeah, I mean, it's not something that you should, like, listen to her music and think about the tragedy of her death, but just think of it and I mean, think of the glory of her life. Yeah, even if you, you do know? think of the tragedy of her death, you think of, like, she was a f- fucking activist for pre-screening and shit, yeah, too. It's absolutely. not It's not like she was thrown this curveball and went, went, down went into... Negative yeah, thing. No. which, if you do, no, it, I'm you not do saying is a negative yeah. thing, because honestly, I that's probably yeah. what I would do. If yeah. I had something like that happen to me, yeah. I think I would just hide in bed for the rest of my life. Yeah. But you can think of like the positivity things yeah. that she's done and how good cancer pre-screening has gotten now, yeah. and then you know there's still some not some great things. But yeah. she's also a like a person that you could look at if you do have breast cancer and you're scared of getting a double mastectomy. She's somebody you can be like, she did it and she fucking killed it. Yeah, you know, yeah. she well, she continued to live her life as long as she could. You right, know, and. and like I said, you know, they initially they gave her six months, and she three more for years. three more years, right. and you know that's it's, fantastic. It's still tragic, you yes, know, but it's also, like I said, it's very life affirming. It's very, you know, yeah. live your life to the fullest that you can. Yeah, it's very you know? sweet, and it, it it is very uh, inspirational. Mm-hmm. If you're a woman who gets any kind of sickness, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. It's it's good to know that like you can still do and, shit and do shit. And home check. Oh my god, home check. For cancer. Home screen. Home screen. If you think anything is weird, just tell your doctor. Go go to see your doctor. Yeah. You know, I mean I've I've had an incident where I found, you know, what I thought was a lump and mm-hmm. I went to the doctor and they were like, This doesn't feel like it, but you know, let's well, let's, let's do check it thing. anyway. And I yeah. it and it was fine. And you know It doesn't hurt it doesn't Checking is way, yes. like, checking and knowing exactly what it is is way better than not knowing and just ignoring it yes. forever. And the, the peace of mind of knowing oh my that God, it was I know. nothing was so much better than right. living with that uncertainty. Oh, yeah. No. As someone who is a larger-chested woman and my chest continued to grow as I turned about, like, 18-ish, mm. yeah. it's, it kept going, which it, ha- it does happen to women. That yeah. is something that happens. But let me tell you what, I was freaked for a good year, yeah. and I checked constantly, because I was like, why are they still growing? What's going on? Yeah. I still check pretty often, because I'm a paranoid person, but like, you know, just, if you think anything is weird, just fucking tell your doctor, yeah. you know? Also, um, if you don't have a doctor, Planned Parenthood! Yay, yes, Planned Parenthood, absolutely. if you have a Planned Parenthood near you. Or if you don't and you need to go to a Planned Parenthood, there is a couple groups that uh, will take you to Planned Parenthood and you can come and visit these women. Uh, there are Facebook groups, I don't remember mm-hmm. what they're called, but it's a whole community of people who are 
who will go with you to a Planned Parenthood for any reason, mm -hmm. uh, not just cancer screening. They'll mm -hmm. go with you if you need to have an abortion. They'll go with you if you need to just see a gynecologist. Mm -hmm. But get some protection. Right. But if you're too far away or if your family doesn't mm -hmm. want to go with you or if you're, like, young, mm -hmm. uh, there are groups of women who will take you and uh, protect you and love you oh, and that's cool. be very sweet. So I'm a part of a couple of them. So if anyone ever needs... Somebody in Columbus to go with them, I will go with you. Cool. Yep. I'm sure mom will as well. Yep. Yep. Okay. We're going to move on. We're yep. going to say thanks to Billy then. Thank for you, Billy. Our theme song, Don't I Know You. Very cool. Thanks to Rachel for our logo. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. Uh, please like, rate us, review us on iTunes. iTunes. Spotify. Well, Spotify, please, not Spotify. I'm sorry. Please recommend us to people that you know. Yes, um, grow our fan base. We really, really appreciate yes, it. We've got a Facebook. We've um, got an Instagram. We don't have a Twitter because I don't like Twitter. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. It's it's more of a time thing for me. I don't have anything against Twitter. I'm just like I I wouldn't take the time to do anything on. I just it don't like Twitter. Way. This is a personal preference. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so chatty. <laughs> Um, I'm chatty. I just don't like Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we have an Instagram, Tales from the Rock Side. We have a Facebook. Yes, yes. I will be posting some lovely photos. Yep. You can get in contact with us directly by yep. um, rocksidetales at gmail.com. Yes. Or you can uh, direct message the Instagram. Yes. Or you can direct message my Instagram at Rach Karn. Absolutely. I don't care. Direct message any way you want. Don't care. Unless what? you're a creep, then I will delete you. Well, yeah. 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 No dick pics. Well, it depends on how good your dick is. No, hey. I'm going to probably say no dick pics. <laughs> Thank you. Unless you have dick pics of famous rock stars. We'll yes, take I'll, take a, I'll take famous rock stars dick pics. I'll give you that. But, but other than that. And not fucking no Tommy Lee pics. Jones. Everybody's seen his dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not ones that are it. commonly out there. <laughs> not I'm ones good. driving boats around. <laughs> Yeah, we're good. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, in case anybody hasn't watched Big Mouth, watch Big Mouth, because my Rudolph does a voice in it. That's oh, it. Cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. Rock anyway, on. Rock on. <laughs> Bye. Oh, God. I hit buttons. Oh, no. Oops. Oops. Oh, God. I can't see.